I'm so sorry. I have to pee so bad. Can I pee? It's all good. Is it cool? I know. Right. Right. I know. All right, all right, all right. Pay attention. We're going to teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. With my boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Then Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Ronnie. And I'm Wally, the other side of the coin. Today's episode is brought to you by Corona Beer. Hell yeah, hell They've been yeah. taking a hit in sales ever since the virus. <laughs> hey, man. But we'll Damn. fuck with them. We're shouting them out. So you, when you guys come up, you know, just Go get make some sure corona. to pay me. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. We need to cut We need to cut of that check. Yep. Man, and today we got a special guest, Nikki. You know what I mean? Close friend, old friend. Met her out in SJSU and all that. Long time I mean? friend and supporter of the podcast. Hell yes, hell And yes. this has been a long time coming. Absolutely. And she yeah. got a new mixtape coming out. It's coming out. If you want to see a little preview, like it'll be at the end of the show. Just hold on. Voice of the streets. Man. So happy to be here. Love you guys. Thank you. Nah, hell yeah, man. It's it's always fun to just, you know what I mean, come back and reminisce with like people we met from back in the day. You know what I mean? And I'll, like, I always tell you, bro, this is like the biggest part of why we do the podcast. It's because like we get to reconnect with people that otherwise like we wouldn't reconnect with if it wouldn't. For the podcast. Right. Yeah, for the podcast. There's a lot right. of people that we got on here that's just like, man, just come on, kick it. We get to catch up. Like, what's going on in your life? What's going on in my life? Exactly. And then yeah. it's, you know, it's a vibe, bro. So no, like it's it. so important. I feel like the entire time before this, I feel like we've talked so much. I'm like, okay, like we have material, right? Like, I hope we can fucking do all this already. But. The whole two hours before we hit record could have just been a whole recording. It really could have. It could have. So, we, like, yeah. could not stop talking. But I'm happy to be here. I miss you guys. Yay. Yeah. Nah, thanks, man. So, right off the bat, um... Biggest thing about the Two Coin Podcast is like every guest that we get on here, we like to talk about their background. So, not to put you on the spot, but you know we we we've been talking about this. Um, biggest thing why we like going to SJSU or why we, you know, reminisce on SJSU and enjoy our experience there so much is because it was so diverse and we met like a lot of people from like different backgrounds. So just kind of explain your background, being um, you know from Iranian parents, the Persian background and the culture and how that influences you now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yes, I do have two full Iranian parents. Um, they moved here in the 70s exactly during the revolution, so, like, right before the revolution. So, luckily, they did have this different experience than, than others that, like, had to experience Iran during all of that. But they came here to finish up their undergrad, like, one year of their undergrad, and progressed in school in the States until they got together and then moved to Virginia where they had my, uh, well, they had my brother in New Mexico, but then Virginia. And then... Wait, so when they first came, were they in California and then moved to Virginia? No, my dad came to California, mom came to Tennessee. Okay. So both of them separate, both of them still not dating or like still not, you know, whatever, like it's yeah. still... Did they know each other before they moved mm, out? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, and I think there was a little bit of a romance, but like, no, obviously shit's difficult, like nothing to plan, like we're just like about to flee to this entire other country like so but I think once they did that whole like California Tennessee thing like I think it took no time in terms of like my dad being like let me like I'm I'm gonna come to you you know so like uh, in retrospect though like not to complain like I wish mom would have went to dad in California so we would have had a mansion in this in SF at this point like in terms of investments but like whatever thing it is what it is like we they came from state to state like Dad came to California, mom, Tennessee. They moved together um, in Tennessee and have honestly lived on in so many states in uh, the U.S. 
How many you think? In terms of experience, like, I, I hope I don't butcher this, but, like, there was Tennessee, Texas, uh, New Mexico, California, Virginia, um, and then I think after Virginia, it was uh, and Ensenada. This, and this is all through, like, the 70s, 80s, huh? Uh, yeah, so, like, they oh, came through, like, they left right before the re- revolutions in, like, the mid to late 70s. So, okay, not even to cut you off. Damn. Mm-hmm. But, no, and this, this might get off. into a whole deeper topic that we can get into later. Right, 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 right. I feel like, you know, you know, coming as an immigrant to America and experiencing every, like, different state, particularly, like, the red states, if we're just being, like, honest here, that gives you, like, a better exposure to America and to like what to prepare for and like the cultural shock that awaits you because well my parents personally like they came out here from like from Sudan right yeah they didn't know shit about America either but like they lived only in New York and in California the two most liberal places no way in America so they haven't experienced any anything outside of like liberal America yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like now when we see the shit on the news it's almost like shocking yeah you know no so I don't know I don't know if that has any type of effect well, I, I agree. It, there are, like, major red states, but even with my parents, just like I would say me, I won't speak for everyone, but me, like, as I've grown, I've seen and learned so much. Like, it is the same for our parents. Like, they, they saw and learned so much. Like, I think in the beginning, it wasn't such a, whoa, holy shit, red state. It was yeah. like, oh, Tennessee, cool, America. Like, it was a very, like, Different I'm approach. so excited to be here type thing. An open-minded Like, view. I just left yeah. Iran, this, like, uh, place that's about to go through this massive revolution where somewhere that is supposed to be the land of the free and like you know so they were very excited yeah, yeah. um so that was their mindset but again like not to get too heavy into this but the late 70s was also like complete turmoil between iran and america iranian hostage crisis all that stuff like to the point where like my mom told me once that like one of her professors because they came here to pursue their phds in the states and like mm-hmm. One of her professors pulled her aside, like, hey, like, if there is ever anything that you feel unsafe about, like, please come, like, tell us, like, tell the school. Because, I mean, there's women getting sexually assaulted in elevators and, like, whatever. Like, it just, Iran and America relationships were not good, especially peaking in the 70s. Um, but, yeah, like, later on, moved to Virginia and then Mexico, where they had my brother, or my brother was already born in New Mexico, had my brother moved to Virginia and then later, my dad got a job in actually Ensenada, which is Baja, California. So, like, not too far across the border, but, like, still n- no longer the United States, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah. now they're in Ensenada. They've got my brother. They live two years there. I have no idea how my mom and dad, like, uh, like you know, acclimated to, in terms of language and stuff. Did they get but fluent like, in Spanish? Yeah, like, it, it, I mean... They would say yeah. I I would also say yeah because they apparently like somehow succeeded within eight years in in Ensenada. So like they worked there at a research company or a research uh, institute. Can they uh, understand Spanish? Though? I mean, I don't speak in it is one thing, but I'm being... not gonna lie, my Spanish is garbage. Dude, <laughs> I like, dude. Trust me, same. They can probably understand and pick up way more than the average American, which says something because I feel like the average American like potentially knows some Spanish here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. it depends maybe, on Maybe where. the average Californian. I was about to say, I don't maybe think, I don't think in Indiana. Maybe the average Southern Californian. Hola, me amo James. Can I get a burrito? <laughs> yeah. Very fucking true. But they somehow survived, like, two years, had me, and so I was born in San Diego. Uh, my, my mom just had me in San Diego across the border, like, just more comfortable with whatever San Diego doctor is at her English-speaking okay, so language. California born and bred. California born and bred, but like my dad likes to say, I was made in Mexico. So it was. Uh, 
<laughs> she liked in the t-shirts that you see on the tag. <laughs> Made, Made in Mexico. Made in Mexico. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, my first six years were in Mexico. My brother's, um, uh, my brother spent eight years in Mexico. And since okay. he's like six years older than me, he went through all of primary school. So similar to you, like moving from Harlem. Saudi Arabia. Uh, but yeah. also, also <laughs> yeah. Harlem though. Harlem, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so like you That's said you That's a crazy went, ass little no, distance. Saudi Arabia to Harlem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To those people who are watching and don't know, I spent yeah. all of elementary school in, like, the East Coast, Harlem, uh, yeah. and New Jersey. So. He was telling me he spent up until almost sixth grade in Harlem, and that was my brother in Ensenada. So, like, he learned to read and write in Spanish, right? So that's, like, a different experience. Than uh, he probably just picking up Spanish chicks all through his, like, later Dude, years. <laughs> he still tells me, that to this point, he sometimes dreams in Spanish. The... <laughs> like, dream, yeah, he actually plays the Spanish guitar, too, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Dreams in Spanish, speaks, like, in his head, thinks in Spanish, whatever. Like, language is wild, and that's a different topic. But <laughs> I was about to say, bro, I had that convo with my mom and she was just like, yeah, because her, her uh, native tongue is Malayalam. But we we're talking about it. and She was just like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? But I never really noticed the, the shift. But when you if you want to say it that way, then, yeah, I was dreaming in Malayalam. I thought in Malayalam, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you yeah. don't think about it as a human. You're just doing human it's, things. It's just how it's you, all you, made it to, exactly. you don't think about the, what language you're thinking them in. So, I mean, do you have any memories from that? Because what's the age difference between you and your brother? Five and a half to six years. So, it's solid. Okay. So, solid. you were like a, a little... I was a little baby, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why, like, Kayla, if you're watching, LOL, she always gives me so much fucking shit every time I bring up Ensenada. And same with my Mexican friends, because they're like, dude, like... It's like, oh, you're Mexican? Barely, or... yeah. They're like, barely. Like, you don't even speak Spanish, whatever. Like, and I get that. I acknowledge. And if I spoke Spanish, I'd have way more credibility here, which would lead me into my future topics. But, like... I do still think that the first six years of your life is kind of pivotal if anyone has studied uh, ch- children's psychology, That's whatever, what like, a little bit, like, but as my mom has told me, like, in terms of uh, Mexican culture and Iranian culture, it's very similar, so there's a lot of overlaps, and I think my parents, despite the language barrier, like, really were comfortable there, Yeah. like, People respect their elders. Like, the neighbors are your family, you know? Like, yeah. if someone's sick, you bring food. Like, it, it's just the way it is. And it's um, funny because like I always notice my dad's interaction with like other foreigners. He's always like most comfortable with like other Mexican dudes, whether <laughs> it's the mechanic or like the guy that's fixing his like, you know, washer and dryer. He's always comfortable with the, with 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 the hardworking, um, you know, Thanks, the, the Mexican people because like he can just relate with them. That's even though there's a language so, barrier, they can understand each other just like absolutely based on vibes. Hey, hard work understands hard work, bro. Yeah, at the end of yeah. the day, it's a language in and of itself. Yeah, no, literally, absolutely. Yeah. it is. Like, Geico. Could save you. Yeah. No, it's important and it's something to be noted. Oh no, my I said guy code. Guy code. I literally heard I was like <laughs> I like was ready to I'm finish. over here like Geico commercial. Wait a minute, you know, I can't <laughs> I was like, I this didn't thought's know Geico fucking was with predominantly my predominantly Mexican. Like I don't know. Fifteen minutes will save you fifteen percent or less. Oh, we. Thank you guys. But yeah, no, it it was that's something to be noted in terms of like comfort with my family, and in Mexico. But yeah, so when we did move to California to the states, we moved to Dublin, and that was in two thousand one. And in terms of what I remember, like to your question of like Ensenada in Mexico, like I do remember my friends, I remember my house, I remember my family. But also, like, a lot of it is home videos. So, like, I can't tell if it's really my yeah. memories or just me rewatching shit. Yeah. But 
Yeah, we moved to 2001 in Dublin, and my brother was just entering sixth grade. So at this point, homie knows how to like read and write, like, mm-hmm. like everything Spanish. He he's span, you know, he's Spanish. Like he he can speak Spanish and he can speak Farsi, and he can speak a little bit of English. But to in, this day, he's fluent in Spanish too. Damn. Yeah, trilingual by the time you're in the sixth grade. That's pretty impressive. Hell pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like, which brings me to my next topic of, like, how much bitterness I have. Because, like, (laughs) I came, right, and, like, I have um, Spanish, or, sorry, Spanish and Farsi at this point. But I'm six. Like, I can can barely even talk in in regular, like, (laughs) I can barely say sentences at this point. You just understand humans. I just understand humans. I'm in sixth grade, whatever. And um, at this point, like, I remember, like, you know, there's something called dual immersion in... Pleasanton area. I don't know much about it. All I know is like Natasha, some of my friends were in dual immersion, which means parents put you in at a young age, like kindergarten, and you learn another language. In her case, it was Spanish. And now like she grew up like through all of her education with learning Spanish. So she's fluent, right? So much of my recent times, like this is recent years, past five years, I've been like bitter at my mom and been like, dude, why didn't you put me in dual immersion? We just came from fucking Mexico. Like this was the perfect time for me you to continue use some extra Spanish. learning. And, like, yeah, it's dope that I'm bilingual, sure, but, like, it would have been super cool if I was also <laughs> trying to You know what I mean? My brother is. Like, what the fuck? Sometimes also, I wish I could shoot the shit with people in Spanish. Oh, yeah. You know, just, like, let people know I'm, I'm fluent. Like, you know how useful that shit is right now in California? Useful. And in my company, my main manufacturing, like, people are in Mexico, so, like, the amount of language barrier that are, there is currently, like, I could have, like, been, like, Overall, hey, what's up? That shit, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. But so that was my like, like, like recent five years critique of my unfair, let me say, critique of my parents. But the more I've learned in the recent years, like, and the more I just think and like have a global perspective of like who my parents were, like my parents had just immigrated, right? And then they spent six years in Mexico and now they're in California and they have two children, like Nikki and Ashcon, who are like, you know, whatever, at this point speaking little English and you know if they were watching this right now they'd be like no we like totally tried to implement English in Mexico which they did (laughs) but like Farsi was their strongest language and our friends in our daycare and our schools spoke Spanish so let's be serious it is what it is right like English was number three at that point as a parent now I learn that all you want is your children to assimilate oh you're a parent no (laughs) (laughs) and it's where we had that button you're so fucking whiny funny no, but like I now see from a parent perspective, from an immigrant parent. No, I was gonna, I was gonna like cut in and say like, as yeah. an adult, you understand your parents' struggles as an adult. Like, so like you put yourself in their shoes a lot easier. Like, okay, yeah. if I was 24, 25, coming to a completely different country with a completely different culture and language, like I wouldn't have been able to survive. Yeah. Like knowing me, knowing died. me, how I was at twenty four, like hell no. Like that's what my dad did. That's how he came to America at twenty four. And I'm just like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I, I couldn't even It's, a, it's a different set of stresses, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not even just about you coming out. You know what I mean? You still got family to think about. You know what I mean? There's just so many other factors that's all also it. there. You got to learn you the language. I mean? You got to learn the culture. You got to find then, Yeah, and then you, you got like the whole adjust. aspect of dealing with the culture. Yeah, bro. It's like, no, nah, I would not have been ready for all that. Yeah. No, literally. That's the But um, that leads me into my next topic, though. It's yeah. like, so we talk about, like, I mean, each of us, like, has... A pretty unique background that we can all tell, but I mean, we all met at San Jose State, and I feel like San Jose State has like exposed us to people with like similar backgrounds. So, how would you say your background has helped you 
like in your college career and how would you say like meeting other people with similar backgrounds has influenced you now? Wow. I mean, yeah, it's been a massive influence. Um, yeah. So after Dublin, like my mom and dad's goal to assimilate succeeded greatly. Like I assimilated, you know, like I moved to Pleasanton and I really do feel like in my mind, my subconsciously not even knowing it in retrospect in retrospect I'm seeing that like I did my efforts were to assimilate so at Amador Valley High School like I assimilated I I don't know I I feel like I saw I saw myself as like super similar and stuff which I probably am you know like in terms of identity and what I identify as like there's probably a lot of overlap but um, it was a primarily sheltered town that was privileged. Um, I want to say the majority was like were white people, but also like there, I can't deny there was a lot of Asians. There were a lot of Indians. Like there were other cultures. There was a lot of white folks. There was a lot, <laughs> there was a lot of white folks. Yeah. I just want to say hey, too, though. Let me, let me put it this way, bro. Like not even to cut you off, because it seemed like what you're saying too. It, it's something that a lot of, like, just being, you know what I mean, a different race in an environment, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you assimilated. So it's like, I really feel you on a sense. When you say there's overlap, it's like, there are probably certain aspects that you had in common with them, but at the root and at its core, you, you're part of a different community. And that's not what I realized, Ronnie, until, and that'll lead to our next topic, but until I fucking came to San Jose State and essentially met you guys. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, hey, outside of San Jose, real quick, what were the what were some other places you were about to go to? Like, in terms of what? Colleges. Like, colleges? Yeah. That could have kind of, like, closed off this mindset that you now None. have. None. Dude, bruh, San Jose State was the only college that I could have picked that was going to give me this perspective. I'm telling you right now, I applied to 13 UCs, all of them, damn near, except UCLA, for, UC Berkeley, I, I chose UC two Barbara. that was like, oh, reach school, and like, but I mean, them ended up being I mean, if schools. you went to Berkeley, I mean, I could still see you, you know what I mean? It, Bruh, I'm, I'm it, talking about what other cities, like, if you went to Chico, I don't see you being like this. If you sure, went to, sure, like, sure, Slow, sure, I don't sure, see sure, you being sure. like Santa Barbara. But if you went to UCLA, like, you're in LA. I'm talking about, like, nah, where the... Nah, dude, not even, Ronnie. Even if I went to UCLA or if I went to fucking UC Berkeley, Bro, it was just not going to be the same as San Jose State. Got, San Jose State I'm... was special. And oh, dealer. it was, it was. Because San Jose State is almost like a microcosm of the Bay Area. I would have been with Halloween. Dude, UCLA's filled with fucking the same, same shit. But I'm talking about just as far as, like, the city that you're at. Because I'm, I, like, I'm looking at San Jose gave you that experience, not San Jose State. The you city of I mean? San Jose. The city of Being San Jose. In San Jose. Sure, you're yeah. right. Versus you're right. like if you you're were right. in the city of Slow. Good point. You Maybe you have this... said. I mean, I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not that like well versed on a lot of these cities. But like, I got into Merced. I got into Riverside, and then the okay. rest were honestly primarily like party college white towns. Like, I don't. Hey, well, what was the percentage of you going to one of those? You you weren't you weren't even thinking about it. I was focused on number one thing, which like was that, my major. That's like, good. Though. I gave a fuck about like. I got into San Diego State, and I actually even got into San Diego State for, like, the honors program or whatever. Can you go to SD State? Honestly, bro. Brett, like, I was okay. about to. I was okay. this close to. Thank God I... That's crazy. Can I say I got denied into San Diego State, and I was fucking salty about that? Because <laughs> I'm like, I should not have been denied. And it's like... You should not have been First denied. of all, fuck y'all for acting like you're UC and denying motherfuckers. <laughs> with over denying me? And then, like, my brother's going there now, and now he's, like, going to transfer there. And I'm just like, man, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> I should have been the one that graduated okay, first. I'm not going to lie. If I got into San Diego State, I would have went there. So, 
But I'm glad I got into San Jose because... I'm I glad it worked out the way it did. Because something I didn't factor in was being... Because we're all from NorCal. Like, yeah, one yeah. thing I didn't factor in was being, like, that close to home. You feel like you would have vibed in San Diego State? Honestly. I don't think so. I don't think it would have so been the school So then what the fuck me. are you seeing? Like, you really feel like... But I didn't see that at, like, 17, at 18. At 17. Yeah. That's why I'm saying the shit worked out. Because, like, I would have I would have gone. A, honestly, full transparency, I missed the deadline to apply for the honors program that I was offered at San Diego State. So that also, like... Helped me be like, well, shit. And number two, like, they didn't have biomedical engineering. They just had, like, biomedical engineering, like, for masters. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, like, San Diego looks dope. And then three, which unfortunately, like, I don't want to admit it, but might be also number one, is the fact that I didn't want to be that far from my family. Like, that's, I'm super close to my family. Uh, that's what I was going to say. That's that's one thing I didn't factor in when I went into making the decision during high school yeah. was being how close I was to family. I just got lucky with picking a school that was close to home. But then being close to home is one of the things that helped me get through school. I and mean... Just being able to go back home and just, like, have bro, that. Honestly, I, I, like, part of me, like, I remember I talked to my pops about this a lot. Um, I kind of wish that they didn't move to L.A., just for that aspect, you know what They're I mean? LA right now. Yeah, because they moved my... Just being an hour away from them. Bruh, literally, they yeah. were in Walnut Creek up until... They're not in Walnut Creek anymore. Nah, my start of my LA, sophomore yeah. year, they moved to uh, LA. Damn, so it's, it's been a minute. So then it's one of those, like, I had no reason, or not even a reason, but like, when I go back home, it was like, when you got your folks home, it's like, I'm back in my folks' house, and then you go out and kick it with everybody. You got, home base. It, it you got like home base. It always felt like a safe retreat that you can go back to. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's just like... Have you thought about like moving to LA? I'm sure you have. I mean, yeah, but it's like LA comes with the whole aspect of like, now nah, I got to just get myself accustomed to a new city just in general. Yeah, now nah, it's like... You know what I mean? With them still being in Wanna Creek, it's just like I still got homies' parents that still lives there. Right here, and then my homies yeah, are right here. Like, and, and they're like, still in the Bay, like you know what I mean? Because it's like a part of me, like I always talk about moving to LA and like I want to leave... But a part of me feels like I could never leave the Bay. Like, yeah. And I always tell people, like, another thing is, like, I appreciated home way more after I moved out of it. Yeah. It's like, when I was there, like, as a high schooler, 15, 16, 17, I was like, fuck this place. I want to move out and never come back. <laughs> but yeah. then, like, when I went to college and I got to, like, come back as, like, an adult, I'm like, okay. It's I got best. to appreciate my home for what it was worth. And I don't think I would have gotten that if I would have, like, moved away farther. Yeah. Thanks, bro. No, exactly. Dude, being cl- close to home is, like, Yeah. I remember when I was choosing schools, actually, like, a couple of my friends who were, like, obviously going farther and stuff, like, from Pleasanton, mm-hmm. were like, I don't know, man, like, San Jose is, like, pretty close. And, like, they know me, right? These are my homies. And they're like, yeah. Nikki, I feel like you would benefit from, like, potentially, you Leaving know. the country. <laughs> like, exactly. Move yeah. away from hurts. Like, like, you know, get that space. Get that growth. Whatever. And it was kind of ironic now thinking back. Because, like, in terms of growth and shit, like, sure, like. Ge- geography has nothing to do with growth. But Nikki, like, I, like you know, what's crazy though. It's like your relationship with your parents is by no means relatable to your friends' relationship with their parents. You know what I mean? Because you maybe, come from yeah. a whole different background, so it's like it's your factors. You know what I mean? You're factoring your culture when you're making decisions too. Damn, I've, I've never thought about it like that. Actually, you know what I mean? It's wild. It's always like, in your yeah, that's true. Like I, I never realized that until later either. No, I, I actually have. Wow, like I don't. I understand that Iranian culture, like, we respect our elders more, all this shit, all these cultural differences, but I don't think I've ever put two and two together in terms of why I don't want to move too far. Yeah. But it's true, and it's ironic, because, like, I ended up moving, what, 26 miles away from my home and, like, less than a lot of my friends, and in in a way, like, I just feel like the global perspective that I've gained has been, like, unmatched. 
watched. That's hey, I mean, I always say, bro, like, I'm trying to, like, raise my family next to my parents. Like, you feel me? I never got to know any of my grandparents like that. You know what I mean? Never had a relationship. So it's just one of those, like, already me being an only child and I'm, like, the last person with our last name, all that shit. You know what I mean? I'm trying to create at least Aww. at least something. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, but it's outside more of outside of a legacy. I'm actually trying to continue the family that my folks left their family to come start out here. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if I had, like, you know what I mean? I talk to my mom all the time about her having other kids, but mm-hmm. it's different if we came out here through my dad's job. Like, my mom was the one that brought us to America. So it's like people don't realize, like, when you you can't go on a maternity leave or you can't take time off when your visa and all this shit. And like you said, when 9-11 happened, yep. Indians were just, like, a byproduct of that whole... Absolutely. Like, the, the racial profiling, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And especially you think about, like, my parents are from South India. They're far away from the Middle East to the sense of... A lot of, like, the people that have, like, relations... Not relations, like, have similarities with people in the Middle East and South India. No, they, they're they just get lumped in with everybody else. Like, oh, you're a terrorist. Not fact. Like, yeah. But no, it's one of those, if you're Muslim, like, the Muslims in South sure. India, they have similarities with Arabs and stuff through religion. Yeah. But when you talk about daily life, like, just... But the culture and the religion and everyday life is so different. Because like, you had to think, even within India, like, state-to-state culture is different. So you know different. what I mean? So now we're talking about, like... I cannot believe that shit was a thing and that people actually got lumped in. And even if you were south, north, east, west, whatever the fuck, like, nobody should have been lumped into anything. Because you got to think, bro, we didn't get our green card until, like, they were here for, like, I think 10 or 11 years. I still talk to my dad sometimes about, like, what life was like pre-TSA. You don't remember? No, I don't remember. Shut up. Like, my memory, like, stops at, like, when I was four years old. Hey, bro, but I you, was four years old in You've been older hey. than that. Nah, but even then, T- you don't remember T- going up to the gates? No, I mean, there are certain ones, but I mean, then again, you gotta also think, like, TSA really started in 2001. You know what I mean? Yeah. We sure, were, we I guess were, we were babies, yeah. You feel me? So when he says he remembers right, only things from right. four years old, that's still fucking young. I do four remember, to six. Like, going up to the gates, though. Yeah, because, like, like, 9-11, I was, I was five. Was like, I, I remember, remember exactly that, where I was, for But sure. it's like... My memory before that, it's like spotty. That was right before your sixth birthday. I feel like that was when my consciousness kicked Aww. in. Remember his birthday? Oh, yeah. I mean, 9-11. His 9-11, birthday, my birthday. October is your birthday. Yeah, October right 13th. Before... I, was born oh, on, I was born on Friday the 13th. I remember. Not to be like super like superstitious, but like that's Friday why, the 13th. That's why bad luck can't I happen. I love that shit. Friday the 13th was my 22nd birthday, 2017. And I got into a car accident and I totaled my car. No. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right, on your thirty third and your forty fourth so and your fifty fifth. The car, careful. the car that I still drive now. The car that I still what drive now. What happened on your eleventh birthday? Yeah, what the fuck? Let's backtrack. <laughs> I, I was born on Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Nah, you said you said on your twenty second birthday you got in a car accident. Yeah. We're saying like eleven, twenty second, thirty third, forty fourth. So what happened when you were eleven? When I was eleven, probably some fuck shit. <laughs> I can't You're remember. like homie ate my birthday cake and. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> homie ate my birthday cake. Because it was definitely a birthday in my fucking classroom somewhere. But hey, y'all remember fucking bringing like a box of candy to school and like on your birthday, like who you gave this shit to first was like, oh yeah, hey man, I fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, here you go, like yeah, you know like my mom you know showed I mean? up with like a birthday cake. <laughs> really? My elementary school years, yeah. But this is only elementary. Yeah. Same with my mom for show. Shout out to moms. No, sh- shout out to my I love mom. You, mama. Out here fucking bringing my cake to kindergarten and so not to class. Yeah. Hey, so, I mean, with everything at state, you know what I mean? What would you say? I like, I feel like you're going to have like hella different moments, you know what I mean? But if you had to pick one moment that sticks out above everything else that you can sum up SJ 
your SJ experience. Your college experience. Okay, well, I don't know if we spoke on it enough, but in terms of, like, just the exposure, in terms of di- diversity and, Different like... cultures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Jose Not did that for me. Not even but, like, if you look at, like, our... Our our uh, <laughs> our housing situation. It was it was me, and then it was you, and then it was Nick and Nick, two white dudes, and then it was DJ Phil, a Korean Phil. dude, and then it was DJ, and then it, it was, was Almir, Almir, a Bosnian dude, and it's like you got to experience all different flavors of people. Yeah, and that's yeah, just only that's one crazy. house, dude. That's one like, house. Like my freshman year, like my freshman floor, like I like my I, it, like I'm not even just saying this because. I feel like I we connected freshman year and, like, went on from there. I'm not even just trying to be a cornball. But, like, in terms of my college experiences, yeah, the most memorable and, like, the most iconic thing that I will never forget is my freshman year because that is the year that I came and saw all this shit. And then, you know, you go home for break. So I went back to the suburbs for break and, like, hey, what, what, was, what, was that, what was that? What was that first trip back home, like, for you? As far as like, let me put here's a better way. Going to put back it. home after moving out. Yeah. So the first, but not even just your uh, relationship with your parents. Touching on what you were saying, as not far even as about like, about my parents. Yeah. You know what my I mean? parents have with always your, been there. Yeah. No. It, it was with your friends. It was about my friends. It was about not even my close. Like it was just about the people, right? Like the the Christmas party that you go to. How long were you away? Like three months. Uh, yeah. Like probably we moved in what September, like September, October, se- November, August to August. November. Let's so say we went months? back for Thanksgiving. We had a Thanksgiving party. I remember I went like. So that four months made you have a whole different perspective on a lot of shit. I'm not gonna. I feel you on that. Freshman year, we had to go back home. I didn't want to go back home. (laughs) I bro, I felt like I'm like bro. I just got here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I had this massive attachment to San Jose State. All my friends, are you kidding me? Like, I feel like also on top of that, I was in the middle of like falling in love and like all of this shit, and like not just (laughs) romantically, but like. I had met my soulmate Tati too that we had like just connected like yeah. so you know those people that you just fucking connect with like I had several of those at everybody San Jose. that I fucked shout with out to Tati shout, shout out, out to Tati, Tati. everybody oh, that yeah. I fucked with freshman year I still keep in touch no me too and I, I swear again I'm not just saying that because I'm on this fucking podcast I'm I'm being genuine when I say that the personalities and people I met like are unmatched yeah, they like did. I I genuinely like and I mean Miko and Kayla are still like to this day like my I see them on the regular you know and yeah. like I will love to see you guys more and all that shit but anyways i went home and yeah that experience was for sure like mind-blowing eye-opening like goddamn like not even to blast pleasanton because this is not just like all of pleasanton but like yeah like i've grown a lot and i'm i feel like i would have grown regardless of where i've gone but i think san jose state definitely expedited it and you know, when I came home for that first break, I am very close to my parents, like I've said, right? Yeah. So I experienced that shit from, like, my my friends and, like, people that I knew from Pleasanton. And I came home and my parents invented, like, yeah. dude, this, this, and this happened. Like, they said this, this, and this. And in terms of, like, what people are saying, like, maybe I went to a random party and maybe it was just, like, a very casual thing that someone was like, wow, like, Nikki's Facebook pictures are, like, really fun to look at, like, from college because, like... She's like only friends with black people, or like she, like, <laughs> she like she's like super, you know, like uh, you know, words were said. Where's the white Nikki? Words somebody were super said, bro, Nikki's Facebook, bro. 
No, I'm serious. No, I, mean, I, I, I definitely bro, hear this you. shit, like, and I, and I, and I hate that I'm even fucking saying it, but I feel like it has to be said because it did affect me. And then I did, I, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I came home and I told my parents this. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I got too many black friends. Yeah. No, because you know what I did, and here's nah, why Nikki. The, here's why Nikki was also dangerous back in the day, because I looked at my profile pictures or my Facebook pictures, whatever I uploaded, and I was like, oh damn, like I guess. But then I was like. <laughs> Okay, A, there's so many problems with this statement. I want to say this right now. Like, A, what the fuck to the person. (laughs) B, Nikki, what the fuck to, like, being so naive and I don't see color to, like, not seeing that. Because that's dangerous in its own way. Like, see see the shit, you know? (laughs) But, like, this is how much I've grown. Because in that moment, all I saw was, like, college friends. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, my. I was so excited to, like. That's just, like, being naive. Like, oh, I don't see color. These are just my friends. Exactly. And and that is so dangerous in its own fucking sense, right? So, I. I was exposed to that, like, shock, and I was like, what the fuck? And that's when my parents were like, Nikki, what the fuck, right? So I go home, and, like, I'm like, dude, this, this, and this happened. Like, what the fuck? And then my parents were like, dude, like, the main thing they said was, like, how, like, how, like, we were waiting for you to, like, have this realization. <laughs> You're not waiting. <laughs> work on being an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Of the realization of, like, Nikki, like, you are, like, not the same. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, cool, but, like, you know, and hey, honestly, but... bro, like that's it's such a good thing for you too, because it's like it shows that you can, you know what I mean. You can uh, like one go back to what you were saying about assimilating, but you can blend in different environments, and also it's like you know what I mean. You found out who you were, because for so long you were just, because I guarantee like all your friends probably just like no, nah, she's white. You know what I mean? When you're not around type shit, you know what I mean? She's not like Persian, Persian. That's yeah, the, exactly, that's the, exactly. That's the biggest thing I can say is that like. I think I, I pride myself on having like a strong sense of who I am. From and the get go, I, I know exactly who the fuck I am. Facts. And I don't know. I don't think that was really there before I came to San Jose State. Like it was there, but it got cemented by the time I went through college. Facts. So nah. like I feel like San Jose State made me realize who the fuck I was. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. It's I mean, just that that worldview that you get is just like incomparable. It is. It is. And like. It, it was it got it helped me get to know my parents and even my upbringing a lot in turn getting to know me right because yeah. I'm like I'm learning that my parents are just sitting here just like waiting watching for Nikki to realize like when the fuck she realizes that like yeah. Pleasanton was dope and Pleasanton was a great place to get an education and feel safe and stuff and great people I met too by the way like I do want to like encompass this with the people that I'm still tight with today like at the core have an amazing heart and are like the I wouldn't fuck with them if they weren't fuckable with you know (laughs) so there's that but like my parents did help me realize like dude not only are you different but we're different like me and dad are different like why you think that we're not out here socializing like you know like it's a little bit harder like we have so many experiences that just make us a little bit like have a different like yeah, perspective, upcoming, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it did. It did like shake me a lot. Actually, that year it was a gr- it was a growing fucking four months for me. And then I came back from Thanksgiving break, and I was like, "Holy shit! Wow!" San Jose State. I do remember that. Yeah. Like, I remember going back home for like my first break. It was like what? Yeah. How was that for you? It was December break, and then like I came back, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" Like, I mean, just because I compare like life in San Jose versus life back home, and I'm just like, "Bro!" Like, I I met so many different people. In San Jose, like, my worldview has expanded. I knew then, even at, like, 19 years old, I'm, like, I'm getting so much more exposure to the actual real world than versus being here. And it's, like, I feel like being here is holding me back. Obviously, that was me at 19. Now, yeah. I feel different about it. Yeah. But, I mean, you've gotten that growth, though. So, that's, yeah, that, that's now, the biggest Yeah, now it's, difference. like, 
for me, it's like being back home like helps keep me grounded to who the fuck I am. Yeah. And so I appreciate it for that. Versus back then, I'm just like, nah, this is just holding me back. But hey, it's good. To, it's good to have a mindset like that, though. Like especially in your mid, like at our age right now. You know what I mean? Having experience. You know what I mean? For some people, in the sense of like, okay, being around different, like, you know what I mean? Different like people like you, and you not being the sore thumb. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like San Jose helped expanded my worldview for sure. Because Dude. just because I met people from so many different backgrounds. Exactly. And I just Especially feel like, from different countries. And, and you know what like, I mean? N- not to put my parents on blast. I love you, mom and dad. But I just feel like my parents just like, they were always like a little bit judgmental. And it's like, I feel like me being exposed to like these different cultures and these different people and these different like way of going about life and doing day-to-day activities. It's just, I came... I became more open-minded and like in turn less judgmental. So it became easier for me to unlearn being judgmental and being like, you know, super just like opinionated about people off first impression. Yeah. Whereas like if I went anywhere else, I wouldn't have been able to unlearn that habit. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. No. And it's kind of like you were asking earlier about like pleasant identity, which I feel like I've experienced this on a minor level in comparison to anyone else. But Pleasanton for sure like there were like I there were moments where like if anyone asked me my ethnicity like I don't think I've really owned my Iranianness f- until a minute you know like it yeah. took a minute so like in Pleasanton like a lot of the times I would just be like oh yeah I'm Persian like whatever mm-hmm. like I would sense the vibe of who's asking and then I would answer accordingly in terms of like what type of conversation but it would just come out. out yeah yeah like I'm Persian and like whatever hey did you see like a different in a difference in response when you say you're Persian versus Iranian oh yeah absolutely and that's why I chose to say Persian in certain situations and like yeah, I remember like, try saying I'm from the People's Republic of Iran and like Islamic what, Republic yeah, of Iran. yeah absolutely here's my passport see yeah. yeah no and then I remember one time like junior year a a, a girlfriend that I had that like was my friend for a minute you guys like freshman to junior year like comes up to me like super genuinely wholesome whatever just didn't know was like did you know that like Persian is the same thing as Iran India like Iranian and I was like yeah uh, like yeah dude like I knew like I, I thought I thought you knew <laughs> you know like so like and then little, you realize everybody <laughs> don't know little Shit. things like that but then coming to fucking San Jose State like just to show the polar opposite like in terms of just. And it's funny, because even in San Jose State, now I'm getting, like, teasing shit, you know, obviously. I'm like, oh, Nikki's from Pleasanton, how many Uggs do you need to own? Like, yeah. oh, you need another Taylor Swift song to play? Like, you know, like, over, it, which I totally deserve. But, but that cool. comes with it, though. No, you it comes with it, it comes with it. But yeah. there are the two sides, and, like, in San Jose, I felt, like, so much more at home and, like, actually be able to, like, own that shit. And, like, also, just, like, a thing, like, I feel like dudes hit on me way more at San Jose State than at Pleasanton (laughs) or any of my friends' schools that I visited in college. Hey, man, white boys want their white girls. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. They want to keep the pure Aryan blood. (laughs) And, like, maybe this is just my experience. I'm not speaking for all people, but I'm just saying if you're, like, asking me, my experience was that, like, in a lot of cases – yeah, San Jose State, like, I got a lot of more attention, which was, like, kind of shocking at first. I hey, was like, Nikki, put it this way. Look, 80% of the world would probably fuck with you. It's that 20% of the suburbs that, like I said, they want to keep their bread yeah. <laughs> wow. pure and wide. Exactly. And growing <laughs> up in that shit affects your psych. You it know, do, Exa- man. Exa- like, affects your mentality because you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know. Like, you're the only one sticking out like a sore thumb, yeah, but you're yeah, the yeah. only person that feels it. 
No, but absolutely. That's the thing. Sticking out like a sore thumb is crazy because I didn't realize I was sticking out like a sore thumb until later in life when I looked <laughs> back on instances where I was a, th- a sore, thumb. sore thumb. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, I feel you, man. It didn't come like later until like hindsight kicked in. So, yeah. it's weird. I think maybe, because, I mean, like you said, bro, when you moved into fucking Monterey, you was around, like, a whole Sudanese community. So, it was like, who Sudanese you were... Sudanese community living in the midst of just... No, but yeah, but to a certain extent, it's like, it'd be different if all you kicked it with was white folks. No, all my homies growing up, I was like, I'm glad. Like, my two closest homies are Sudanese, and yeah, then my you know third I mean? closest friend was Egyptian, which is Sudanese. Like, <laughs> so, it's... Yeah. I had the cultural awareness early, yeah, and I had a sense of who I was early, yeah. So that that that's good. That's but. important. Like, is no. there a big my bad? Is there a big Iranian community in uh, Pleasanton or not? So I am blessed to say that like I met hell of fucking Persian girls in high school that to this day are like still like this with me. Yeah, so okay. it, it, I don't know if that's just special to Nikki or like special to bond. P-Town or what the fuck, but like, yeah, me, Arlene, shout out Arlene. We'll do this podcast soon. <laughs> me, Arlene, Dina, like Nina, like I have a, a couple Persian girlfriends that are like quality 10 out of 10 dime pieces. Like I, I have no other way to explain them, but that, so that also helped me identify with my Iranianness even more proudly. Cause I'm like, yeah. Hey, look at all these girls doing it too. You know? Yeah. So it helped to have that like backup. Um, but yeah, so that, that helped a lot. And in Pleasanton, yeah, there are hella white people. Sure. But like, there's also like other ethnicities, but I want to make it clear that these other ethnicities, either if there's like Asian, Indian, whatever, like, they are whitewashed at the end of the day. Like, it's Pleasanton, nice. we're privileged, it's whitewashed. So no matter what it is, it's a different experience than I'm sure you had, and I'm sure you had. Yeah. Like, It's like, hey, I want my pumpkin latte. <laughs> exactly. That's my impression. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just